disturbing from my slumber. I am the eternal dragon. Now make your first wish. Your wish has been granted. Here is your host, Tim Bridgewater. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 104 of Rock the Dragon, a Dragon Ball Super podcast. I'm your host, Tim Bridgewater. I know. I know it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> Trust me, I can explain it all. I can explain, man. I can explain. Calm down. Uh, yeah, it's been a while, but we're back, and I've not abandoned you guys. I'm, I'm back with a new episode. I realize I am a little bit behind now, but this isn't the first time this has happened. Probably won't be the last time. I've had a lot of stuff going on, some of which we'll get into in a, in a, in a minute. Uh, if you have not had a chance, make sure you head over to my Facebook page, facebook.com slash rockthedragonpodcast. Uh, I feel like I'm actually really close to getting to maybe 200, is it 200 or 300 likes? I forget. Okay, yeah, it's definitely 200, <laughs> okay? But I did get a few in uh, and within the past two weeks, so that's great. But I'm only six likes away from 200, so if you're one of those people that's still kind of been on the fence for some reason after over 100 episodes that you've been listening to <laughs> and you haven't liked the page, go like it. Help me help me reach another quick milestone before this thing comes to an end because we really don't have much left here. I mean, uh, Dragon Ball Super ends on episode 131, and while it does look like, uh, you know, the show itself may return, we don't know how we don't know what that's going to consist of yet. Right. All we know is that they're talking about bringing Dragon Ball Super back, but we don't know if that's going to be. And, and that may not be until July and that may only be in Japan. It may not. We may not do an English dub right away. An English dub may take a couple months to record. English dub may take a year to record. Maybe to do some kind of simultaneous dub. We don't know. So I think right now it's just kind of safe to say that everything will kind of be closing out around 131. Of course, I'd like to keep this thing going in some form or fashion if that happens. But I cannot and basically will not do that without you guys support. So thank you to everyone who's been doing that so far i mean i certainly appreciate you um but if there's anyone else who's kind of listening and just kind of been hesitant about just taking that extra step to just you know show that love now will be the time to do so so uh, i i encourage you to take a second to go like that page and also go subscribe to the youtube channel uh, i can do a lot more over there once i reach the next milestone as well so i'm kind of being hindered right now by that i don't you know because i'm getting the views but i'm not getting the subscriptions so i just kind of need anyone out there who listens to the podcast if you have a gmail account even if you don't use youtube and you don't really care about subscribing just you know if you care about the podcast take a second log into your gmail account look up rock the dragon podcast on youtube hit subscribe that's all you really have to do because if I can get to 100 over there, then that unlocks this whole new level of things that I can do on the channel that I haven't been able to do until I until I reach that number. So once again, uh, if you listen and you haven't done either of those two things yet, now will be the time we're getting ready to close this thing out. This is sort of a crucial period. This will kind of tell me whether or not I need to be trying to continue this in some form after it ends or whether or not that'll just be a good time to just go ahead and say farewell. I mean, I've done it before. You know, it's, it's kind of sad, but when the Legend of Korra came to an end, my podcast that I was doing came to an end, too. I mean, it just it just made sense. Right. But there's so much Dragon Ball stuff that it doesn't have to end. But I'm only going to continue if I know the uh, people want it. And I, and I need you guys to kind of show me that by liking the page, subscribing, sharing the videos, basically whatever you can do. So I appreciate the uh, supportiveness so far from you guys. 
All right, so yeah, it's kind of been a little bit of a minute here since I've been able to record. I've been super busy, just a quick sort of rundown. Uh, well, the main thing is that I'm getting ready to move, okay? And uh, my lease is up where I, where I currently live, and I just kind of decided that's probably a better idea to just go ahead and get out of this place and try to get into a new one for different reasons. So that has been a bit of a process, just trying to figure out where exactly I'm going to go and, and packing everything up and all that kind of stuff. So be looking for the next few weeks to still be a little bit kind of rough, maybe with a podcast while I sort of close that out. But for now, I'm back and we're going to try to get caught up. And once again, this is episode 104, uh, 104, 105 has already aired. So I'm aware of that. And hell, 106 is going to be airing tomorrow. (laughs) Okay, so you guys will have a couple of episodes that, that are kind of popping up right back to back as I try to get caught up. Um, I think I'm pretty sure you guys actually a lot of you appreciated that time anyway, because I felt like I was putting the episodes up so quickly, especially after episode 100. That was so long that uh, I had I can just tell by the numbers because I can see the numbers of streams and stuff like that, that people are trying to get caught up. Right. So hopefully just having a little bit of extra time there the past couple weeks have gotten um, have given many of you guys a chance to get caught up. And now you can kind of jump in here. And now we're kind of behind. And now I'm behind, but, you know, shit happens. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm getting ready to move. So that'll be something that, you know, may or may not interfere with the podcast in the near future. I'll, I'll try to not let it do that, but but it may happen. So we'll see. Also, I've been kind of talking about this Patreon thing for a while, and I'm sure you guys have been going to the Facebook page looking for the info on that. I still have not done that, but I will do that today. OK, so this this episode of the podcast should be up today. I'll also make a post about the Patreon idea on today. So by the time you hear this, you or if it's not up, then it'll be up a little bit later. Uh, Go to the Facebook page. uh, Look up the post that I make about the Patreon. Once again, I'm just going to kind of list a couple ideas and suggestions of things I could offer as a part of a Patreon. And you guys can let me know if that is something that sounds good to you or there's something else you would like to see or hear from me to add to that list. And if it's all things that are reasonable and that I can reasonably do and you guys are willing to actually just, you know, spend a couple bucks a month or whatever to get that content, then I'll seriously consider doing it. But right now it's just kind of like an idea that I have and I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens with it. I want to take a second to give a shout out to Caleb. Caleb sent me a message on Facebook just couple weeks ago i think and he just wanted to he just wanted to drop in and just say something uh, caleb wrote me probably about a week ago and said hey tim man keep up the awesome job your podcast is awesome caleb thanks a lot man caleb just kind of drops in every now and then <clears throat> just to tell me that he's enjoying the podcast so man i, I appreciate that. that that goes a long way and keeping me motivated as well uh so i always welcome the the positive feedback and you know it's always nice to know that people are listening and people are enjoying so uh, th- thanks for saying that, man. That, you know, <laughs> you don't know how badly I kind of needed to hear that. <laughs> so th- thanks for doing that, man. I appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, I want to talk a little bit about Blurred Fest. I think I mentioned this uh, maybe on the last episode of the podcast, but that's something that happened between the last episode and this episode. I also made one or two posts about it, I think, over on the Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Don't forget that Rock the Dragon now has an Instagram page as well where I post photos and all kinds of little cool things that probably won't show up on Facebook. So I would, um, it'd be great if you guys could go follow me on Instagram, just rock the dragon podcast. And, and I'm there and I, and the more followers I get over there, the more I'll update 
And uh, I have all kinds of little things that I can kind of upload over there. And sometimes I do stories where I'm playing Dragon Ball Fighters, you know, and, and stuff like that. So that's another thing in addition to the YouTube channel and the Facebook channel, uh, Facebook page. If you want to go over to Instagram page and follow that, too, you can find some stuff there. Uh, I'm about to probably tonight, maybe tomorrow, post some photos from Blurred Fest. Once again, this was uh, it's called Blurred Fest, Blurred as in black nerd. <laughs> okay so they put the words together and, and a lot of you guys probably are familiar with these terms and stuff like that so it, it's in new orleans louisiana it was the very first one uh and i was uh i submitted well I'm, i don't want to say submitted because they weren't necessarily taking submissions i just asked well first of all I'll, I'll give you a little background on this how i became a part of this event uh i was at wizard world comic con which i'm sure a lot of you people are familiar with that con because that's a, one of the biggest ones in the country uh, I was just there, you know, as a part of, you know, I was doing my kid flash cosplay, which I've shared photos of. And also I was there with the, the Louisiana Ghostbusters. And I had a gentleman approach me and uh, he handed me a flyer for Blurred Fest because he just wanted to invite me because he, it Blurred Fest. The whole intention of it is to try to celebrate being both black and being a nerd, because there's just I mean, if we're being honest, there's just not a lot of emphasis on that in, in pop culture and mainstream culture it just isn't there's 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 a lot of us but but not everyone's not everyone embraces it the way i do and the way some of us do so this um event was sort of put together to sort of celebrate that you know and they were all <laughs> there were all races of people there but the point of it was to sort of celebrate you know being black and being a nerd because they're you go to one of you go to these cons and honestly you don't see a lot of that and it's just kind of how it is. So and when you have situations like that, you have people that try to come out and create something with the, that, that puts a little bit more emphasis on it to hopefully shine a little more, a bit more light on certain things. And uh, I had a great time. It was a really good time. There was uh, the lead sort of costume designer, sort of set designer for Black Panther there. Oscar winner uh, Hannah Beekler was there. She actually spoke in, uh, in, in, and did a panel uh, as well as a bunch of other really cool people in, in, the, in the local area that are kind of involved in, in the geek and nerd world and I decided to uh, just kind of hit them up and say hey I do a podcast I also do some cosplays I also do digital media content creation I mean I do all these things I've made all of these sort of geek related videos and projects I mean gosh if you haven't seen it for once again the music video that I just made for the podcast uh, that's up on the YouTube channel Okay, I'm thinking about uploading that one to Facebook too because I I, I do have a feeling that it'll, it'll probably get more views on Facebook because on, on YouTube, while that is definitely a better outlet for creators than Facebook is, uh, it's easier for your videos to, I think, get passed around on Facebook because people share, that's all they do. <laughs> they share, share, share every day, all day in their, in, their, in their news feeds. Look at your news feed. It's nothing but video after video, meme after meme photo after photo being shared so it may do better on facebook than youtube because facebook is very much geared towards sharing things while youtube is more so you can kind of just look for what you're trying to find and and and, and hopefully maybe you'll find it you know so I, i'll probably do sort of a facebook version of that to try to help it spread around but uh, you guys will be the first to know of course if you uh if you like the page but once again to get back on the point uh 
yeah, I make all kinds of stuff like that. So I, I, I contacted the, the guy at Blurred Fest, asked if I could be a part of it. He said, sure, what do you need? I just said, I need a table with a tablecloth uh, and access to a uh, power outlet. So that's what I did. <laughs> I showed up there, you know, I brought uh, a monitor to where I just kind of put some of my video cre creations on loop, including the podcast, um, including the music video, including my kid flash stuff, Ghostbusters stuff, my action figure stuff that I've done. And I made some flyers. If you want to see one of those flyers, I think I posted it. Uh, maybe I didn't. I need to, I need to, I need to up post that to the Instagram so you guys can just see a flyer that I made to just hand out there to just kind of let people know about the podcast, right? Cause I'm kind of running out of ideas. I'm saying, what else can I do at this point to promote this podcast before it ends, right? So I'm thinking I can go to Blurred Fest, maybe meet some new fans and et cetera. And I did. And I got some likes and I got some follows and I met some Dragon Ball fans and people were incredibly excited because I brought my Dragon Balls, my actual uh, set of Dragon Balls, which if you watch the music video, you see those Dragon Balls in there. I actually have two sets. I have one set that's with the Dragon Balls are much smaller. And then I have another set which was the expensive one, which is probably about 80 bucks, <laughs> which I use in the music video, that are, are pretty close to life size or to scale as compared to the Earth Dragon Balls and Dragon Ball Z. Okay, so I have those two, and people were so excited to see those Dragon Balls. <laughs> I mean, they, could, they would see them from across the room, and I mean the look on people's faces when they saw those Dragon Balls. And it reminded me why I do this. I said, this is exactly why I do this shit. This is exactly why I come in here week after week for the most part. Sometimes I'm fucking late, but for the most part, it's week after week. It's because this show brings this feeling to people, you know, and, and I'm one of them. So, yeah, I had that and I brought my little uh, dragon radar, my 3D printed dragon radar. I brought my scouter, all of these things you can see in the music video. I talked to, to people about Dragon Ball. Uh, I had my Ghostbuster gear, Proton Pack, Trap, PKE, etc., uh, and in addition to that, I dressed up as Kid Flash <laughs> and a Ghostbuster, both. I did two cosplays. Um, so, but I was a part of the event as well. I was, I was the featured cosplayer sort of artist. So I was able to, to do that, but, um, it was definitely a very, uh, exciting day. It was good times. Um, it's a very, for the very first year, it turned out pretty well. I mean, it wasn't like this massive turnout, but it was the very first one, right? So I look forward to maybe being a part of it next year. If they continue it, once again, I will be posting some photos from Blurred Fest over on the Facebook page, as well as a couple on the Instagram account as well. Uh, some of them Dragon Ball related, some of them just general photos of me as Kid Flash or whatever. So be looking out for some content on that. So I just want to let you guys know about that because that was actually my official sort of first time going out and participating in a public event promoting rock the dragon podcast right so that's kind of big right when you think about it <laughs> it's kind of big i'm sorry it took me a hundred episodes to get to that <laughs> but uh better late than never right okay so hopefully i'll be able to do more of that and who knows maybe this thing will continue beyond uh the end i don't know you guys tell me it really all depends on you guys and and and, and how much i can make this thing grow within the next few months okay so enough about that, but that is kind of what I've been dealing with and going through or whatever the past couple weeks, which is why I'm super late with everything. But now we're going to try to jump back on track here. 
Uh, and we're going to start off by hopping into our email segment, which, of course, is called What Are You Saying? So if you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything, you can see me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. The first email here I want to read is from Ricky. Ricky, what's up, buddy? Uh, it says here in the subject line, Ruthless Gohan. Ricky writes, I think DBS and DBZ had different definitions of ruthless. Hey, Tim, I got to say, going into this episode, I was pretty hyped after reading the title. I feel like DBS has done a reasonable job of building Gohan back up, but I got to say I was expecting more. Let's go back to DBZ and Gohan's transformation into Super Saiyan 2. That was what I would call Ruthless Gohan. I think a better title for this episode would have been Guarded Gohan because the major thing the major different the major thing different about his fighting is that he doesn't let his guard down when he has the upper hand. Other than that, I also really enjoyed all of the fighting between Goku 17 and the Warriors of Love. As always, love the podcast. Keep going man and I will be listening. Ricky, as always, man, so good to hear from you. Um, so Rickley, R- Ricky's email is in reference to episode 103, where, I, and I kind of talked about that as well, is that, you know, that title, they were saying how Gohan, I forget the exact title, but it, it said something about Gohan being ruthless. And, and after watching the episode, I'm thinking there was nothing really ruthless about Gohan in this episode. So way to, <laughs> way to clickbait us there. Uh <laughs> Dragon Ball Super. But yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you. There, there was nothing ruthless about that. I am excited, though, that Gohan is, is back in the mix. He's certainly in a much better place than he was when Dragon Ball Super started. And there's reason to believe that, you know, before the series comes to an end, that he'll get to shine even more, right? And maybe we'll get to see a glimpse of that old Gohan where he just goes nuts on somebody, <laughs> you know? Because it's not... you. It's not Gohan if there's not a moment where he gets pushed to the next limit, right? I mean, that's kind of like his thing. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the Tournament of Power, there's a moment where they need Gohan, where Gohan has to get pissed to to reach the next level of power because that's kind of been his thing, right? They always kind of have to push him because he's so reserved. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. So somebody's going to do something. They're going to piss Gohan off. And at some point, he's going to unleash on people. At least I hope so, <laughs> because that's kind of what we need from Gohan. I mean, that's that's just kind of his thing, right? So hopefully we'll see that. And yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, for the most part, this has been good. That title was a little bit misleading for sure, but uh, I, I agree. One of the things about him now is that he doesn't let his guard down when he has the upper hand, right? And that and and that moment was kind of solidified at the end when he turned his back on that guy. And they were saying, oh, no, he let his guard down again, but he didn't. Right. He could sense that beam coming. He turned around and dissipated that thing and basically sort of blasted the guy out of the ring or whatever. So agreed there, Ricky. All right. Thanks for writing in, buddy. Uh, The next email I got here is from Andrew. Andrew, number one. Uh, Andrew, what's up, man? Andrew writes. Let's see. Uh, Subject line says recent thoughts. All right. Andrew writes. Hola, Tim. Hope you've been doing super. Wink, wink. There's no wink, wink in there. I just kind of added that. (laughs) Uh, Been quite a while since I emailed you, so I thought I would write in. First off, your music video was pretty awesome. I had no idea that's what you were working on, but I really hope it draws in more views on YouTube. If I knew anything about advertising, I would try to come up with ways to get it seen, but unfortunately I don't. 
I did share it on Facebook when you posted it, though, for what that's worth. Also, there's been a lot of Patreon talk on the podcast recently. While I'm broke as dirt being in school, I would be happy to throw a couple of bucks your way each month if you set one up. So far, I think I share similar views to you on the tournament. Pretty enjoyable so far, with some nice surprises from people like Android 17 and Krillin. I really wish we could see more from Gohan, though. He just hasn't been cool in a very long time. The fight in the last episode was kind of neat, but I just want to see him really go nuts at some point in this tournament before he inevitably gets knocked out along with everybody else besides Goku. Parentheses, I haven't seen the Japanese dub, but I feel like there's a good chance this tournament will end up being Goku and Jiren fighting each other in the end. In parentheses. Otherwise, I thought the other universes have had some good designs and development. Last thing I wanted to mention, a couple of weeks ago, I watched the Cell Games arc and then went back and watched basically all of the Namek episodes pre-Ginyu Force through the end of the Frieza saga. Man, it sure was violent back then. Not in a bad way. Killing Namekian children, decapitating Goldo, blowing up Krillin, real heavy stuff. And that little monologue that Vegeta gave to Goku just before Frieza finished him off was actually pretty touching. Not sure if you remember that little speech, but it was basically Vegeta opening up to Goku about Frieza being a tyrant and Goku being the last Saiyan and all that. It was all some good stuff. Sorry for how long the email is. You didn't get any emails on your last episode, so I don't feel terribly guilty. Plus, I tend to send emails infrequently, infrequently, so my thoughts pile up. Keep up the great work. First, Andrew. Andrew, my good friend, thank, thanks for writing in, man. Um, Andrew's been listening for a very long time. Andrew also listened to Republic City Report, so uh, I always look forward to hearing from you, man. Thanks for writing in. And yeah, you don't write in as, fre- as frequently, but it's, it, it's cool. <laughs> I do expect to hear from you every couple weeks, though, so, so keep it up. Okay, so thank, first of all, man, thank, thanks for the compliments on the music video. I mean, I, obviously, I talked about that thing a lot since episode 100 because it took a lot <laughs> to make that thing. Uh, it's pretty crazy. I still, I'm still kind of in awe that I actually managed to pull that off. You know, it, it, it's kind of surreal to go from having an idea one day to sitting back and, and, and actually releasing that idea to the world and being like, holy shit, I actually made this thing. Now, you're talking about you you wish you could kind of help it get seen more. Well, uh, I know that a lot of you guys have shared that because I can see that and I appreciate you guys doing that. And it's just hard, right? Because you can't force people to click on things. You can't force them to watch shit. You can't force them to subscribe. All you can do is just kind of share it and kind of put it in front of them and hope that it catches on. Now, like I said earlier, my plan is I think I'm going to do a Facebook friendly version of that. Uh, And as much as I didn't want to do that, (laughs) I think I will. Because, you know, one of my biggest fears is someone stealing my video, you know, just between me and y'all, <laughs> me and you guys, you know, I, which they could do that from YouTube, too. But you think about it, you know, Facebook these days is 80 percent stolen video content everywhere you go. <laughs> There's people just sharing shit from and, and from pages that the, the pages that are sharing it didn't even make it. You know what I mean? And it's like, I just have this fear that one day I'll be on Facebook and I'll just see my video on some random page with someone else claiming they've made it or something. And it'll have all these views and all these likes. And I won't get any of those views and likes as the creator of the video. But that's just kind of how it is these days. And like, you know, you know, it's just kind of it's one of those things where you kind of just have to hope for the best. I mean, I can put as many watermarks and copyright fucking images on the thing as I can but at the end of the day people don't care they'll still take your shit 
So I don't know what's going to happen, but I am considering uploading it to Facebook and doing more of a Facebook friendly version of it, you know, because at this point it's kind of, I hate to say it, but it's kind of drying up on YouTube. I mean, it's not, there's really not a bunch of new views coming in. I mean, it started off pretty strong and now it's kind of tapering off. So people aren't seeing it. And I realize that not, not a lot of people are looking for the original theme, the Dragon Ball Super. There's just not a people Googling, a lot of not a lot of people searching for that. <laughs> I mean, why would they, right? So it's, they probably searched it a lot when Dragon Ball Super first aired, but now there's a completely different theme to the show, <laughs> for one thing. So it's not gonna be easy for people to find that. So I think my best route now is to maybe kind of upload it to Facebook, and then you guys can share it from there because Facebook favors Facebook videos over YouTube videos, right? I'm not sure if you guys know that, but there are all sorts of little algorithms in place that makes uh, Facebook prioritizes their own content over external sites content. So if you share something from YouTube, the chances of it being seen are a lot less than if you actually share something from Facebook because Facebook wants everyone to watch their shit. I mean, why wouldn't they? So if I upload it to Facebook, instead of sharing the YouTube link, more people will see it and maybe then it'll actually kind of get a, a strong response. Uh, but once again, the problem with that is you open up the possibility of people just stealing your video and shit and you know, <laughs> it's easy and not, not, not to mention it being on Facebook does not bring people to the YouTube channel, which is the most important thing. You know, the reason why I put it on YouTube and not Facebook is because I want people to go into my channel so they can see the rest of the videos. So, but at the end of the day, I guess I kind of would rather people see the video than not see it at all. <laughs> so I'm probably going to do that. So, Andrew, uh, if you're looking for ways to help, man, just kind of be on the lookout for that. Because once I upload it to Facebook, I'm sure all of you guys will love to share it again. And then maybe it'll get more, more views. So we'll see. And I appreciate the fact that you'd be down to uh, to contribute to a Patreon too. Once again, that that that's coming. Uh, yes, the tournament has been pretty enjoyable. You want a little bit more out of Gohan? We kind of talked about Gohan in the last email. So yeah, I do think we'll I do think we'll get more from from Gohan. I just I there's just this there's still you know a pretty good amount of episodes left. About 27 episodes, I think. So that's that's a lot of time for a lot of shit to happen. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a lot more out of Gohan there. And yeah, they're kind of building up to Goku and Jiren being the final fight. I mean, <laughs> not I mean, you know, so, yeah, you're right. I mean, <clears throat> but before that happens, I'm sure we'll get more out of Gohan. And you also were talking about how you recently rewatched the Cell games and then went back and watched all the Namek stuff. And that the show was a lot more violent back then, and it was. <laughs> you list some specific instances here, like the Namekian children being killed, uh, Goldo being decapitated, Krillin being blown up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in the monologue that Vegeta gave to Goku, I do remember that. Uh, all of that stuff was pretty brutal. I mean, you know, didn't Frieza pretty much blast a hole through Vegeta's heart or something? I mean, like... <laughs> like I mean, there's a lot of shit, and then and then not only that, there was you know, there's Vegeta asking Krillin to blow a hole through him too, so that he could become stronger and hopefully become a Super Saiyan, right? And that's what he said, classic Vegeta, right? There was so much violent stuff back then, um, and once again, like you said, not in a bad way at all. It was great. I loved it. I mean, and Super is definitely lacking 
in that in that way in a lot of ways but i don't know i guess from a marketing standpoint you start to think well let's make this a little bit more kid friendly and we can we can kind of market it to more people because dragon ball super doesn't even have blood you know and dragon ball z had plenty of blood <laughs> i mean there was blood everywhere every time they fought you would see little blood i mean not in the original Funimation run where everything was edited to death, but later on, if you know, if you went and bought the VHS tapes or you got the DVDs, the Blu-rays and stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of blood in there. Super doesn't even have any of that. So I'm with you. I definitely prefer the more violent stuff. I mean, it was never, I never considered Dragon Ball Z to be too violent. I mean, I've seen some violent shit. <laughs> that makes it make it makes me sound like I'm like disturbed or something, but no, I mean I've seen a lot of it, so like it was never that bad. But yeah, I mean it was definitely. I'm probably gonna go back and rewatch it soon, uh, but uh, yeah, it was definitely violent, and I definitely miss that. Super is definitely lacking that, but I also talked about this in the past is that a lot of the sort of shortcomings of Dragon Ball Z, Super has sort of uh, gotten right. And, that, and, and by that, I mean the humor is probably a lot better in Super, as well as a lot of the story uh, elements, a lot of the way they approach, the, a lot of the ways they approach the story. The writing is better in some ways in Super, in some ways, because a lot of it was bad. Yeah, of course. But then a lot of that stuff with Zamasu and Goku Black, while some of it was convoluted and confusing, the concepts behind it were actually very intriguing and probably very well written, right? And and all of this tournament of power stuff is pretty good too. So in that way, it's kind of you know maybe better than Z in some ways, but with the lack of violence, I, I definitely miss that. Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, Andrew, as always, man, don't worry about how long those emails are. I always read them. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and we've got one more here I'm going to read uh, for this episode. And then I have another one that I'm going to read on the next episode of the podcast because it pertains to the next episode of Super. Okay, so this one is from Andrew. This is Andrew number two here. I I think I call you guys Androids number one and two now. Andrew number one, Android, Andrew number two, Androids, get it? (laughs) I didn't really need to explain that, did I? Uh, let's see. It says here, what are you saying? Andrew writes, I know you like Colorful's voice, but what do you think about the rest of the new cast? I myself am digging the English voices, especially Universe 11 Destroyer, the Clown, and Dispo. Keep on rocking the dragon, Tim. Your pal, Andrew. Andrew, thanks for writing in, man. As always, as always. Uh, yeah, so I do really like Colorful's voice. I did. I have mentioned that. What do I think about the rest of the new cast? I mean, the only ones that really kind of stand out to me, I mean, it is Colifla. Uh, Dispo's another one. I actually really do like Dispo's voice, too. I mean, Dis- Dispo just sounds like a dude that I would hang out with. Like, I, that's that's kind of what I like about his voice. He just sounds like a guy. He doesn't sound like he's trying to be some thing. It's just almost like a, a they got a voice actor in there, and they just let him use his regular voice. And there's just something kind of refreshing <laughs> about that. Um, I would think I was mentioning this to Steven, maybe on Facebook, uh, that that voice actor sounds really familiar to me. And I and I haven't Googled him yet because I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Every time I watch the episode, I says, man, that guy sounds like, you know, someone's voice I've heard before. So I haven't looked him up yet. 
but I do really like Dispo's voice, and we get a lot of Dispo's voice in this episode, <clears throat> which is actually <clears throat> pretty cool. And the little, the other little, I don't know his name, but the other little pride trooper that's kind of featured in here, the one that kind of rescues Dispo at the last second, sounds a lot like Eric Vale, <clears throat> who's, uh, oh, here we go. I'm clearing my throat again. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sounds a lot like Eric Vale, the voice actor for Trunks. Once again, didn't Google it. This is just me going based off what I hear because the, the voice sounds a lot similar and it would make sense that they would keep the same voice actors around and just have them do different voices, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing a couple of different voices throughout all this. But um, I haven't thought much about the other voices. I mean, Clown is definitely interesting voice too. Uh, once again, just kind of sounds like a dude. <laughs> just kind of sounds like a regular sort of dude in a way. Um, maybe just a little bit exaggerated. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you on those. It's not I haven't put too much thought into some of the other ones as far as the new characters. I mean, I don't really dislike any of their voices, but I, the other character, the other stuff is kind of typical. I think like top, I think top's voice is very good, but it's, it, you know, he's, he sounds like the character he's supposed to be, which is just this super superhero type of guy. So he kind of talks like that. And he has a lot of pride when he talks. Um, but that's kind of expected, right? So I do, I dig Cauliflower and uh, Dispo as well. But uh, I'll try to look more, I'll, I'll pay more attention to the next episode and maybe come back with a little better answer than that for you. Okay, so it's time for the main event here. It's time to uh, switch over to the episode talk for this week. So of course, this episode of Rock the Dragon Podcast, episode 104, is going to cover episode 104 of Dragon Ball Super titled A Transcendent Lightspeed Battle Erupts Goku and Hits United Front I see they're going back to the spoilerific titles now thank you for that <laughs> uh, yeah so obviously at some point during this episode Goku and Hit are going to team up to some extent so yeah which, you know, after watching the episode, I can't help but wonder what, <laughs> how much, how much more like effective do you think that, mo and I'm kind of skipping ahead here because obviously there's a moment in this episode where Hit is kind of getting overwhelmed and Goku shows up and saves him. And they even, they even animate it in a way to where you don't even know who it is. He just kind of shows up in this bolt of like energy, <laughs> you know, which he never does. But they did it here, I think, for suspense. But you're 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 killing the suspense when you tell us what's ha going to happen in the title. Because the second that happened, I was like, oh, well, there's Goku. <laughs> so it's like, I don't understand the thought process behind that kind of shit. Anyway, I've talked many, many times about that in the past. So I'm not going to I'm not going to beat a dead horse. But I just kind of wish that they would be better about that kind of stuff because it would be nice to just, you know, imagine Goku just kind of showing up and us not knowing that that was going to happen. And then he shows up in this bolt of, of energy and we can't see who it is right away. And then they pan up and then it's Goku. And we're like, holy shit, Goku's trying to help Hit. Why would he do so? Why would he do that? Hit pretty much killed him. Yada, yada, yada. But we already kind of knew it was going to happen because of the title. But fuck, whatever. OK, so, yeah. So the last time we saw these guys, you know, we kind of saw Dispo and Hit kind of in sort of a standoff you know and obviously this this standoff continues through this episode 
I mentioned the fact that we get to hear a lot of Dispo this episode, and I don't mind it. Actually, you know, I was not a big fan of any of the Pride Troopers before this episode, but after seeing this one, I kind of like Dispo a lot. I, I didn't dislike any of the Pride Troopers. I just wasn't crazy about them. I think someone asked me who some of my favorite characters were in the, in the, in the Tournament of Power, as far as the new sort of characters, and I didn't really, the Pride Troopers weren't any of them. You know, I was kind of like, well, they just kind of seem like, you know, they, they have their thing and they're just going to kind of stick to that. But this kind of gives me a little bit more insight into it. And I kind of appreciate the fact that Dispo was kind of doing his thing here. Because it's as much as I do like Hit, and I do like Hit a lot. I mean, I think he's one of the better characters. Uh, and, and it's amazing that he is such a good character because it's not like we know a lot about him. And you would think that that would make it a little bit more difficult to sort of get invested in his character. But, you know, we just there was just that one episode where we got to see him just doing his thing as an assassin. And like that was just I don't know. That was almost kind of enough. He's he's just mysterious enough to we want to know a lot about him. And he's just I don't know, he's just kind of chill. But a lot of it also he also has this arrogance, too. And the arrogance I don't really like. So it's nice to see somebody like Dispo just come and at least for the first part of this fight, <laughs> you know, kind of knock him off his pedestal a little bit because that time skip. Let's be honest, y'all. That's kind of a that's kind of a fucking like, you know, he's kind of cheating with that. I mean, I get it. It's like a it's 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 his technique so he can use it. But that doesn't make him good. Right. What makes him good is what he does later in the episode. When he can't use the time skip anymore and he still figures out a way to sort of win. And I think that is what really showcases Hit's abilities. It, it goes to show that he's not just this one trick pony where he just kind of has to rely on this time skip all the time. Because that's a technique that probably shouldn't be allowed, <laughs> you know. But um, but yeah, yeah. So we get I, I enjoy Dispo here the most because he's just kind of like I said, he just kind of sounds like a guy, you know, he's kind of like <laughs> I'm a part of it. Universe 11's uh, Pride Troopers, me and my my fellow Pride Troopers. I will set the hammer of justice upon you like he just kind of I don't know. He just kind of sounds like a, a, a dude. <laughs> that was a pretty terrible impression, but uh, I like it. So, um, yeah, they're kind of squaring off here, right? And meanwhile, and I appreciate the fact that they did this. They show that Caulifla and Kale are uh, watching the fight because later on when things start to get heavy. My first question would have been, well, where's the rest of his team? <laughs> you know, they just going to sit up and let him get beaten up. But no, they say that, you know, they, 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 they make an effort to show that Caulifla and Kale are watching this, but they're still injured, right? They're still injured from what happened from the ordeal that they went through. So it makes sense that they wouldn't jump in immediately. And I'm glad that they show that because then it, it goes, to, it makes even more sense in a way where it kind of justifies Goku showing up because he doesn't have any of his other teammates right now available to, uh, to help him. You know, uh, one of them has been knocked out, right? Botamo. I think Magetta is still running around in there somewhere. There's, there's still those two Namekians somewhere that they just haven't revealed yet. <laughs> so those guys are still in there somewhere. Um, and then we've got Kaba off somewhere fighting that we haven't really seen in a while. So all, all, the only people that we've really seen recently have been Kale and Caulifla. 
as far as the other universe six fighters. And Frost is going around sneaking and knocking people out of the ring when they're not looking, like he did to Krillin. <laughs> so they, I think they did a fairly good job of setting the stage for saying that, okay, Goku is kind of the best person in this scenario to help him. So we do see them on the sidelines and they're just kind of watching and we do get a bit of a standoff here between Dispo and Hit where they're just kind of talking and a lot of this stuff I'm not going to break down too much. I kind of already talked about it. You know, basically what happens here is that uh, they kind of clash a few times because Hit is attempting to use his time skip, but somehow Dispo is, is beating it. And of course, everyone around them is giving their commentary and sort of reacting to it. And <laughs> I love this moment with Champa because Ch Champa says what makes it even worse is that he looks like Beerus, which he kind of does. I mean, yeah, hit not hit uh, Dispo and Beerus look a lot alike. I mean, they don't look exactly like they, they're kind of almost the same color. And then they kind of have the same high cheekbone sort of face. Well, that's just kind of like, you know, it's, it's like a cat and a rabbit, basically. You know, with the ears, this obviously Dispo's ears are a lot longer and stuff. And but their, I think their eyes are actually pretty much the same. <laughs> so, I wonder if that's something that like uh, Kira Toriyama or you know Toritaro or whoever the hell was behind these episodes, uh, just kind of maybe realized later on and said, "Hey, wait a second, Beer, uh, Dispo looks a lot like Beerus. We should have somebody, someone, one of the characters on the show should reference that." Because if so, then that's 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 very good, good writing, I think, right? Um, yeah, so we get a, we get kind of a funny moment out of that, and and of course Vados has to jump in with her opinion and says, "Well, if he looks like Beerus, then he looks like you, my lord, because Beerus is your brother." And he's like, "No, <laughs> no, I don't look like them with the, the high cheekbones and shit." Uh, so then we go back to Dispo and Hit, man, and, and Dispo's just making a fool out of Hit. Which is something we're not used to seeing, right? Like we used to hit just kind of running the show and just being like, boom, you know, I'm I'm fucking hit. I'm moving at super speed and stopping people's hearts and time skipping and all kinds of shit. Meanwhile, you know, Dispo is making him look like a clown. And this, the second I, oh my goodness, I wish you guys could have seen that just now. The, the second I said making him look like a clown they cut to the actual clown destroyer god of I forget what universe that is. <laughs> so, um, and then yeah, they mentioned they're they're talking about how fast they're moving. The the, the Grand Zenos are saying I can't see them. They're moving too fast. Which uh, I don't know. That's kind of weird, right? It's, it's weird that they're moving so fast that even the Grand Zenos can't see them. I, I just kind of assume that they could. <laughs> they're the most powerful. They should be able to see every damn thing, right? But I guess not. Anyway, Grand Minister says, well, I've added a new feature to your God pads. Now you can use slow motion replay so you can kind of see what's going on. Okay, fair enough. I mean, th this shit's already silly enough, so why not? Why not just add one more thing? Uh, but yeah, apparently, so Dispo is so fast that he's, and this is something that they kind of, let's see. He says, first he transcended the speed of sound and then the speed of light. Truly, he is justice in the flesh. The rest of the Pride Troopers not, are kind of watching. We got Jiren and Top, and I just don't know the name of the other character. 
so they're, they're kind of watching all of this and then hit of course is kind of trying to figure out what's going on he says just for a split second before I, I do my time skip you move at a supersonic pace don't you and this one says well aren't you clever yes I can do it briefly <laughs> he ramps up his speed several thousand times over so the idea here is is that uh, right before hit even use this time skip which is just I forget exactly what it is a fraction of a second or whatever uh, Dispo moves so fast that it doesn't even matter. You know, it's almost like he's kind of moving faster than the speed of light and sound himself. And what time is sort of, you know, speed and light times. Well, I don't know the formula. Okay. <laughs> but there's some science behind that. Right. Um, so, yeah, hit is just kind of uses deductive reasoning to kind of say that that's exactly what's going on here and of course Dispo tells him that that is what he's doing and that, that's a problem that these characters have they always kind of like to talk about <laughs> what they're doing when you shouldn't be telling your enemy whatsoever what you're doing but fine it's a show they have to let us know as viewers what's going on so we understand it and how do you do that well you either have them have an inner monologue or they stand here and they talk about it right typical Dragon Ball sort of a thing now, they sort of make an effort here to show that there's this sort of vibration sort of thing that happens right before Hit uses his time skip. Okay, they actually do a close-up shot of it. We see it, and then they realize that it's the sound. He says, whenever I engage my time skip for a split second, I flex my entire body, and Dispo is basically able to hear that sound so he can move at a supersonic speed right before he does it, and that's how he's beating it. So those long ass bunny ears are not just for show. <laughs> he actually has this incredible hearing that, that allows him to hear someone's muscle twitch. So Champa is now aware of this and he's saying, oh, all we have to do is just make enough noise now to kind of drown out the sound. I think that's kind of a good, I, 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 I appreciate the fact that they, that they did that from a writing standpoint, because that's what that's the kind of thing that one of us would have said, right? As someone who, who, as someone who's watching the show, we would have said, "Well, why don't they just make loud noise and distract them?" So the show itself addresses it instead, and then Vado says, "Well, background noise aside, I would assume that he can probably select which frequencies he wants to hear." Now that's kind of a pretty big assumption, but that's just kind of a way of saying that's probably that's that's what's going on. So there's no reason for us to even try something like that. So, uh, Hit is kind of getting his ass whipped, which once again, I like Hit, but it's also refreshing to see this. <laughs> like, it's making me like Dispo even more because once again, Hit has come off as nothing but arrogant since the second he showed up on this show. <laughs> he thinks he can whoops everybody's ass. So it's nice to see just for a little bit that he's getting his ass hit. So we get sort of this quick sort of mix and the man, it just looks very, it looks great because Dispo is moving so fast and they're, 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 they're actually animating him differently at a different speed than they're animating hit when they're in this little struggle. Like you can see him, his blur is a lot more quick and it's just, it looks awesome. <laughs> it just looks awesome. So at one point here, we find Hit finds himself at the edge of the ring. And at the time, we don't really know that it's sort of on purpose. So uh, he's there 
Dispo kind of follows him over there, sort of launches this this punch at him, and then we kind of see him phase right through this through uh, Hit's body. I hope, I hope I'm saying the right names. I just sometimes I fuck up. <laughs> uh, we see Dispo kind of phase right through Hit's body, right? And uh, yeah, so we see, but of course Hit is on the edge of the ring, so this means that Dispo is basically flying out of the ring at this point. And I think I, I think I kind of glanced over this, but uh, there's definitely a moment when we do see the other Pride Troopers up on the hill, uh, where they realize they're they're kind of watching exactly what's going on between this point hit. So they kind of figure that maybe he's being that it's a trap of some sort. So they send the other little pride trooper out. We don't know exactly what he's going to do, but we can kind of figure out at this point that he's probably going to, you know, involve himself into the fight, which they probably should have done a little bit sooner. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know it, it, it's it's tricky because this is a tournament where there are no rules really in terms of like teaming up on people. You can easily do four against one if you want. So it even, it makes less sense that they would just stand there and watch this instead of just ganging up on them and just knocking hit out the ring. But remember these people, these, these fighters, they have pride. They don't want to jump in if they don't have to. They trust that the other person will be strong enough to do it on their own, etc. But does that really make sense? In a, in, in a tournament where the, the threat of elimination is, you know, being wiped out of existence, <laughs> should you be considering that kind of stuff? I don't know. So Dispo is flying out of the ring and all of a sudden these uh, glowing, uh, I don't know, what would you call these things? Tethers <laughs> sort of come out of nowhere, wraps around his, wraps around his arms and, uh, and, and stops him from falling. Okay, so this is the other little pride trooper guy. Uh, and he, he, he rescues him. So he pulls him back up. And Dispo basically says, uh, you know, I can't. I, he, he, okay, so Top says he shifted his body to another dimension. Right, because we got to remember that uh, Hit has his ability to do this kind of thing. Where he shifts his body into another dimension. Because I, I think he did that when he was fighting against Goku. So, or something like that so that's that's why he was able to just kind of phase through him because he wasn't actually there physically uh, it was really just sort of a trap to get him to the edge of the ring so Kinsey is that the other guy's name something like that Kinshi Kinsey Kinshi Kinshi <laughs> something like that so he's saying that he's going to get involved in a fight now because, well, we almost lost you. And if we lose you, we'll be up a creek. So we're probably going to have to just jump you now. Two against one, right? And uh, so they, they're getting ready. Hit hit is saying, hey, I can take both you guys on. Doesn't matter. So they kind of, uh, they start going at it. And they, and they basically team up on him. So Dispo's going hand-to-hand -hand with him while Kinsey... Um, uses his tethers to kind of hold hit in place and they just kind of mixing on him. Meanwhile, Chompa's on the sideline freaking out. Once again, I mentioned this earlier. It's very cool that they do show Carlifla and Kale in this moment because I, I would have wanted to see that. I mean, I would have wanted to see, I would have, I would have been like, well, why isn't somebody from his team helping him? He's getting jumped. <laughs> but they do show them. And, you know, they're still hurt and Carlifla's saying, 
you just wait here. I'm going to go help him. But then this is all kind of the setup, right? They're setting this up so that it sort of makes sense as to why Goku would intervene here. We get this moment where everyone kind of freezes and there's this big like beam that shows up this bolt of energy fire red fiery aura that just kind of comes in out of nowhere and as it starts to sort of clear up a little bit this aura starts to look kind of familiar to us it's something that we haven't really seen in a while and that's when it's revealed that it is goku but not only is it goku it's super saiyan god goku okay uh, 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 a transformation that we haven't seen basically since the god the the uh, god of destruction arc right <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's going back to that form because they, they kind of just introduced Super Saiyan Blue and they just kind of left it at that. You know, they never really went back to God until this moment, I think. Unless I'm forgetting something. So, hey. And then not only that, they do a pretty good job, I think, of explaining why he shows up in this form. Um, and they also do a good job of saying that, uh, you know, Hit is saying, Goku, I don't need your help. And he's saying, like, good, because that's not I'm not here for that. He's like, I saw those guys had you back into a corner and it made me itch for a fight, too, which is not that's kind that's kind of the same as helping him. <laughs> so I, that's kind of weird that he said that because that's, he's kind of he's still helping him. But I don't know. Who knows? You know, it's just an opportunity to see these two rivals team up to fight, which is, is always going to be cool. So it's just hard to, to write a scenario where that makes sense. So it's, it's not written the best way they didn't, you know, but it happens. So we just kind of have to accept it, which I'm okay with. Now we explains the super Saiyan God transformation. He says that it allows him to be a lot faster than his regular super Saiyan form while still expending far less energy than he would with super Saiyan blue. Okay. So in this situation, you know, obviously he's been surveying this fight and I guess he knows how fast Dispo is. So he needs to be fast, but not burn as much energy. So it makes sense for him to go to Super Saiyan God. Uh, I love that. I love that. Right. I love when they try to explain. OK, because it, it would be easy for us to sit back and say, well, damn it. Why didn't he just why didn't he Ben do this? Why didn't he Ben do that? So when we get an explanation as to why Goku uses certain forms at the times that he does, like, for instance, in the beginning, you might have asked yourself, well, why didn't he just go Super Saiyan Blue from the start? Well, because that form burns so much energy and there's no telling how many people he's going to have to fight. So he's going to start off in his base form and he'll power up when he needs to. Makes Hey, I love it. Makes perfect sense to me. Uh, so, yeah, Goku kind of jumps in there and kind of saves, hits ass. And of course, Beerus has got to throw it in Champa's face. <laughs> Um, and the other the other gods are kind of commenting on it and saying, hey, here's a chance for us to knock out two universes at once. So we get this really cool shot of Goku and Hit standing next to each other. They kind of pan up um, and they're kind of deciding who's going to fight who. And I, I, I like it because even though Goku is kind of helping Hit out here, he's still making it clear that he's not trying to help him he's he's, he's kind of doing what he feels like he needs to do in this moment so he's kind of being a little bit of a dick to hit and i, I like that because it it makes sense that he would be 
So Goku is trying to fight Dispo at this point because he knows that he's super quick. So he, of course, he decides to try to use his uh, instant transmission because that should be able to beat anything, right? But no, <laughs> apparently Dispo was fast enough to where he couldn't even use his instant transmission. So he starts to kind of get the best of Goku for a minute. Goku goes up to Super Saiyan Blue and we've got Whis. Once again, he's sort of our exposition machine. <laughs> He goes, he goes up to blue for just a second to get himself out of that situation, but then he goes back down to God because now he needs his speed again. And that's kind of cool. Now, it could get a little bit aggravating if every five minutes, Goku transformed to a different form just to, for any, and, and, and even that, even something like that itself would take a certain toll on his body, wouldn't it? Like if he just decided to cycle through all of his forms, over and over again, he'd probably die. He probably like I'm sure his body wouldn't be able to handle all of that kind of stuff. But it's kind of cool in this moment that he finds a good opportunity to use it and do that. So meanwhile, the other little dude, Kenshi, is uh, is kind of got he's got his little tethers laying around and he's just kind of surrounding himself with them. And and they kind of reveal that if Hit touches any of them, they're all going to explode. And the I guess I you know presumably killing hit or injuring him in the in the same place too and he's saying that so now nah, you can't get anywhere near me well hit is saying i don't need to get anywhere near you which makes perfect sense i don't know why he would have thought he needed to get near him anyway because these people can shoot energy waves they don't have to be next to you <laughs> but i guess the idea here would have been that even if he would have used an energy wave at this moment it would have set those things off right because an energy wave is very much a physical thing we've seen these guys push energy waves like it's a like it's just a big ball of plastic you can touch them they can be deflected you know it's like this physical matter it's not like this uh sort of you know intangible sort of a thing but hit very much has an attack that is like that and that is this thing where he shoots this shock wave at you the same one he used on goku and they kind of mentioned that and he kind of hits Kenzie, 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 <laughs> right in the chest with it. Sorry, I'm reading the the uh, the captions, so I'm not sure how it's pronounced, and it's spelled very weird too. So, uh, but yeah, he uses that. So then we go back to Goku and Dispo, and Goku and Hit end up back next to each other, and then they decide to switch opponents. And uh, ooh, we get this very cool shot where Dispo and Hit rush each other and Hit punches them in the gut. And I just think it's so funny here when they're talking because this is like, this is exposition at its, I don't want to say at its worst because it's not bad. It's not. But like just in this moment, they explain <laughs> just no, people don't talk like this in real life. So when it happens like this, it's just kind of funny. Because Hit punches him in the stomach and then he explains, he just explains to him exactly what he just did. He says, I flex my muscles the same way you, you, you know, I did before, before I time skip, just so I could lure you in. But he didn't actually time skip. And Dispo was like, so you were pretending about you were about to time skip and then countered my light bullet attack. It's like, like who talks like that, right? <laughs> When they have a when they have a fist in their gut, who has the time to say all of that kind of shit? But I love it. I love it. It's that's just a nitpick. Trust me. Very very standard anime sort of stuff, and and I'm just I'm just picking on it. 
Uh, so now we've got Goku going up against Kin's, Kin's knee. And he piles up to blue because this guy's surrounded by traps. Goku says it doesn't matter. He flies into these things and he sets them all off <laughs> because he's in Super Saiyan Blue now. He's, you know, those little explosions are not going to hurt him. So he rushes at this dude and we see Goku go into sort of this rage mode that honestly feels a little bit misplaced here. He's not, you know, it's like, what is he so mad about? <laughs> he knocks this guy into this mountain and then he starts unleashing all these energy waves. And we, we see him going nuts on this dude. He's going ham on this dude. Like he's got some kind of vendetta against this guy. Like we haven't seen Goku fight this hard yet. <laughs> you know? But whatever, it's cool to watch. So then we go back to Dispo and Hit. And this time, Hit does use the time skip. So he's saying, you don't know if I'm going to use it or not because I can flex my muscles in the exact same way that I would have would do when I'm about to use the time skip, but then not actually use the time skip. So now Dispo doesn't know which one it is. And at this point, he's got him beaten, right? So it's something like this that really shows how advanced Hit is. He doesn't have to rely on the time skip. He can still kind of use it as a strategy and a tactic to sort of get the upper hand so at this point that the tables have turned and we, we we see dispo get whooped which kind of hurts because i like dispo and, and and those pride troopers are they really are good guys so it kind of it kind of sucks to see him getting whooped <laughs> like this and hit just kind of pick meanwhile hit is, is an assassin all he does is murder people for a living uh, but he picks Dispo up by his ear and it's just, oh, it's just embarrassing. I just feel bad for him. And he picks him up and he just like, just throws him. He just throws him out the ring. This is the second time Dispo has gotten knocked out of the ring. <laughs> That's pretty embarrassing for him. But then his partner saves him and he says, hey, we're going to fall back for now. And we're just going to wait. You know, he, no, he tells him to fall back for now. And he says, I'll take hit down with me. So he rushes hit. And he and hit just pulls that freaking time skip uh, teleportation speed move or whatever moves out the way, gets behind him, knocks him out. Bam, that's out. That's 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 it for Kenzie. He's knocked out. He's out of the ring. So another pride trooper down. So Dispo heads back up to his little mountain with Jiren and Top and Top is saying, hey, this isn't about justice. This is about survival versus extermination. You know, they're kind of starting to realize how serious this is. Of course, Jiren is saying nothing because, well, he just always says nothing <laughs> for now anyway. So then we go back down to Goku and Hit and he's saying that, look, whenever Dispo gets his strength back, he's mine. Goku Goku says that to Hit. And he also says, is this the part where we start fighting? Hit says, we'll let it go for now in exchange for your thanks for your for your help. And uh, Goku says, if we make it, if you if, if you make it all the way to the end, uh, we're going to settle this. And then so they just kind of decide to just kind of call it right now. You know, in the meantime, we had a little temporary team up, uh, which was very exciting. I wish they wouldn't have spoiled it in the title. And, you know, story wise, it probably didn't make the most sense. But then again, it kind of does, because if you, I guess if you think about it as Goku wants to be the one to take out hit himself, then I guess it would make sense that he would kind of jump in and and help him out like that. So that's pretty much how the episode ends. Okay. So that pretty much does it for the episode talk, guys. So what you think about that? What are you saying? Send me an email at rockthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. 
let me know. I'm, I'm not expecting a ton of emails about this episode because, well, I'm behind. <laughs> and episode 105 has already aired. Speaking of 105, ooh, man, if I can manage to summon the strength and the vocal, if my if my throat can recover enough, I'll try to get that one out tonight too, just to try to get caught up. But realistically, it's probably not going to happen until tomorrow morning or afternoon. Uh, or something so you guys will have at least two episodes to listen to this weekend to get caught up and then of course episode 106 will be along shortly after that Uh, so once again uh, i know i said a lot of stuff earlier guys but if you can uh, if you don't mind take a second to go like my page and follow the youtube channel and um and the instagram you know all those little things are just gonna make a big difference right now we're starting to close this thing out I really have to start considering what sort of the next step of all of this is going to be if there will be a next step. So if you want there to be a next step, I kind of need you guys to help me out with that. OK, so help me out with that. <laughs> OK, uh, with that being said, that about does it for this episode, guys. So until next time for Rock the Dragon podcast, I'm Tim Bridgewater. I'll see you next time and keep on rocking the dragon.